0: Now, once again, here's
1: Mark.
2: Well, good morning, everybody. My
3: name's Mark Salem, and for the next hour, you're kind of stuck with me. Next two hours, actually, while we talk about car, car car-related problems, car issues, your horse trailer, your RV, what size tires should I have on it, how do I know if I got the right size tires, and anything associated with that. But here's how you start, 602. 508 0960. 602 508 And that's get you in. We got five lines. They're all open right now. Jeremy is running the board. He's flying the ship. I'm sitting in the third seat, not even the second seat. And I'm kind of along for the ride. As long as I hit all my marks, then Jeremy doesn't use bad words. And that's a good thing. So this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Why is Quality Transmission? one of my three favorite transmission shops. It's because they know right from wrong. They take care of you. They're good on symptom analysis, and then repair, and on the follow-up, which is verify that I did get the symptoms. They're nice folks. They're priced very, very friendly. And they know what they're doing. So if you want honest answers about a transmission problem, you can call or stop by Quality Transmission. They're in Tempe on McClintock, north of University. All right, here's, here's kind of a poll thing. And I'd like you to chime in on this. <clears throat> there's a new idea coming to Phoenix. It's a new marketing strategy. And I'm, I'm asking you what you think about this. this, is, this is, there's three bullet points on this marketing strategy. Number one, um, when you come in for service, they're going to ask you to stay in your car. Now that could be from an oil change to a tire rotation or whatever, but they're going to have you stay in your car. They're going to give you a tablet and um I'm not quite sure yet whether you're going to be able to watch them underneath your car working on your car or if the tablet's going to market to you and tell you about the services they have, which I have no problem with. That's we all do that in in marketing and advertising is try to make you try to help you understand that we're there for you if you need us. Here's the two two issues that I I struggle with. After they they market to you and they tell you what they found and what you need on your car, they're going to ask you to prepay for your parts. And 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 evidently it's going to sound like this, you know, thank you very much for trusting us. Yes, you need four shock absorbers. I think you should get them just as soon as possible. Um and I'm guessing here folks, you know I'm guessing uh... so if you'll just pay for the parts then what we can do is we can get them we can order them we can have them here and i'll schedule you an appointment and uh, you bring your car in and we'll install them and you'll pay the rest of the ticket at that particular point so what do you think um, are you in the mood to pay for your parts in advance that's kinda the question the question is 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 that a good thing for consumers or a bad thing for consumers and i have my own opinion so if you, if you want to talk about that or if you have an opinion, I'd like to hear it, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. In our industry, the auto repair industry, we have um, standards, and they're, they're not secret from anybody. <laughs> but this really doesn't fall within those standards. It doesn't say that asking you to pay for your parts before the repair is done, and and then bring you back in later. It doesn't say anything about that. Um, this is new. This is new to this region. Evidently, it's uh, been tried, and uh, and and they presently use it east of the Mississippi River. That's kind of a geographical area that uh, that uh, these these companies are typically from. So. There's a lot of other information that that I've gathered um, about this kind of marketing process. Some of it I think is really good, and some of it think I think is really bad, and some of it I think I should just let the consumer decide because I'm really not what what uh, I'm not your daddy. But but I am a consumer advocate for people in the automotive repair industry, and um, and I and I do think I have a pretty basic fundamental knowledge of what's right and wrong Joe tell me tell me what you think about paying for your parts in advance
4: uh, I don't think I'd be for that because I, I've unfortunately been the victim of uh, you know they fixing the car but then it wasn't fixed and so if I've already bought the parts and stuff I might have a little hard time getting my money back I don't know maybe I'm just uh, being paranoid but I'd kinda like to have them have it all straightened out first and then I just pay that's my preference anyway
3: yeah I, you know I I, I that certainly was one of the things on the menu was what happens when we have to unwind the deal but but I'll tell you that I think that most of what this is all about is maintenance I don't think this is going to be a marketing strategy based on di- you know significant diagnosis I think um I don't know. Let me give you an analogy, Joe. In the used car business, um, the guys that really make money um, are in the sweet spot of that business, which is a five to ten thousand dollar car. And of course, they they usually typically they typically provide the financing, and obviously the interest rate uh, that they're going to charge you is dependent on what your credit card credit number is, and you know how credit worthy you are. I recently saw uh, a 29% interest rate on a used car, and I've seen 8 and 12%, and 15 and 16%. So I'm I'm well aware of what they do, but I think in the the auto repair industry, what what you're not going to knock, you're not going to knock down all the bowling pins if you're doing diagnosis and repair, because you're never going to be able to bill all your hours. And, and in our industry, I think Joe, that you have two different kinds of billing procedures. You have what we call market pricing, which is oil changes and alignments. Those things that everybody has uh, a number on, and those things that are that are uh, shown in the labor book. However, the market number is significantly less than the labor book. The labor book may call for a hundred and or a, an hour and a half for an alignment, and in at $100 an hour, that's $150, and there's not too many people that are going to think that they can market their alignment for $150, and I think most of you know that the average alignment uh, depends on if it's a two-wheel drive, a four-wheel drive, it depends on whether it's got, you want a thrust alignment or a center line alignment, or if you just want us to set the toe in the front, but the bottom line is, is we're going to start at about 70 and goes upwards to about $150 for the four-wheel Jaguars and stuff like that. So it's market pricing versus book time but the book time is where you you lose your you don't you're not efficient you're not going to be 100% efficient and and as a result of that i think that they're going after the sweet stuff which is the maintenance stuff and so i don't think there's going to be a lot of diagnosis i think it's going to be you need shock absorbers motor mounts axle boots you need pitman arms tie rod ends every it's kind of undercar stuff would
4: well, this be kinda like your 30, 60, 90 maintenance type things on cars then? I mean would you would that fall into that category?
3: Um, I'm gonna jump out on a limb and, and I'm gonna give you ten to one odds on a bet. So your risk is a dollar and mine's a hundred. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a hundred to one. You're only gonna lose a dollar. I I'm gonna tell you unequivocally that this marketing strategy comes with its own intervals. And it's going to be, quote, tailored to Arizona. Mm. So I'm betting that this is going to be one of those things that you're going to hear, look, your owner's manual isn't for Arizona. Nobody has, you know, climate like Arizona. No one is hot as we are. Well, never mind that. There's places all over Africa and Europe that are as hot as we are, all, all over the Arabian Peninsula. There's Death Valley in California. Mm-hmm. There's the I-10 corridor from Florida to Santa Barbara that's a hellhole all summer long. And and so this idea that, that we are so different in Arizona. And I think that it's possible that's the reason they're coming here is because they're, It it is something that's said often. And they think that they can perpetuate that myth that no, look at it, it's not a good idea to go 100,000 miles on your transmission fluid. I, I think because of Arizona and because of all the transmissions that fails that you should go on a 30,000 mile service interval, and 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 you haven't done that yet, and I think it's time. That's what I think you're going to hear. So I, I, you know, the owner's manual is the bible for your car, and and I say to people all the time, not to you, Joe, because you know, but um. If, if General Motors, Ford, let's talk about the five, the top five. Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Honda, Toyota. If they're going to warranty your motor and your engine and a whole bunch of for a whole bunch of months and years, they are not going to shortcut the maintenance on it because they're going to have to pay for it. Absolutely. <laughs> so you get whatever you get with your new car, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000 miles, there's a reason that your first transmission oil change on many new cars is at 100,000. And it's because that's what it is. And so they're saying, if we really thought that a thirty thousand, a sixty thousand, and a ninety thousand transmission service was going to save us some transmission, by George, we'd do that. <laughs> Man, that's not what's going to happen. Do you stick with your owner's manual a lot, Joe? Joe? I do. Uh, I, I mean,
4: uh, earlier in my life, I, you know, I'm retired now. I, you know, I thought, well, I don't need to do that. In fact, changing the transmission fluid was. Greek to me, I think, well, no, it's fine. But, no, I do now, and, uh, you know, yes, I do pay as you go along, doing the 30, 60 things, but, um, you know, I just don't have problems anymore, and I used to do my own repairs, so I used to let it run until it broke, and then I fixed it, but but I, I, I see the wisdom in, you know, having things properly lubed, especially transmissions. They're so expensive now. I, I want them, I want every chance i got for them to go, and I'm a guy that keeps his car forever, too, so I'd like to avoid okay. the rebuild if well, I could.
3: Well, let me ask you a question. Name the last three people you know that had a transmission failure in the three to six thousand dollar range.
4: Oh, geez. Uh, I know uh, one guy with a. a he had a, a Trailblazer. His, okay. his broke, and you know, and it was it was about thirty five hundred. And then okay. uh, my son, his car. Fortunately, we had an extended warranty. That one biffed, and that was a Ford, okay. and it, you know, it was uh, several thousand dollars. I don't know if it hit three thousand, but.
3: Okay, and and here's my point. My point is, is I want you to turn that question around and ask me. Um, I probably see five to ten a year. Oh, geez. Okay, so let's play the odds. Okay, mm-hmm. um, uh, I do an engine, sometimes an engine a week, but I want to tell you something. Nine of the ten engines that I replace are owner inflicted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can see that.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and so as a result of that it's a situation where it's not something that wore out it's because they overheated or ran low on oil so, so anyway go i'm going to put you on hold cuz i'm up against a break and we'll cover your last point on the other side of the break everybody else 6025080960 6025080960 if you have a comment or a car question 508 no it's 6025080960 we'll be right back Bill Bennett isn't
0: pleased
2: with GOP leadership in Congress. The Department of Homeland Security. I mean, this is a mess. It's just awful. There's plenty of blame to go around, by the way. You know, step down, Boehner. Don't step down, Boehner. It's really irrelevant. I mean, unless you just think you can get another leader who could get things better organized. But, you know, Boehner and McConnell just have to have a plan here and stick to it on the sensible Bill Bennett's Morning in America.
0: Weekday mornings at 4, right before Mike Gallagher at 7. On Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
6: And I wrote this message.
2: Are you putting your retirement savings at the mercy of the stock market? How would you feel if there was a way to know when to buy, what to own, and when to sell? There is. Call Arlington Capital Management today at 855 471 5796 and ask about their proprietary Proactive Asset Allocation Strategy, or PAS. Over the past 14 years, the PAS model has generated returns five times greater than other diversified portfolios. The investment team at Arlington Capital Management will examine over 100 asset classes every day to determine current trends here and around the world. These proactive strategies allow you to benefit when the market climbs and limit your risk in advance of major corrections. Call Arlington Capital Management today at 855-471-5796 and ask for a no-obligation review. That's 855-471-5796 or visit them online at arlington-capital.com, 855-471-5796 or arlington-capital.com. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The Roman Catholic Archbishop of the city of San Francisco
7: has been discovered to be Roman Catholic. That's evidently huge news to people in San Francisco. Carol Pogash writes in the New York Times, The Archbishop has specified that teachers at four Bay Area Catholic high schools cannot publicly challenge the church's teachings that homosexual acts are contrary to natural law. The New York Times wants us to recoil in horror. How could it be that a Roman Catholic Archbishop would expect the Roman Catholic schools in his diocese to uphold Roman Catholic doctrine? The big story here is the fact that this story about a Roman Catholic archbishop in San Francisco makes the pages of the New York Times thousands and thousands of miles away. That tells us something about the reality of the challenge we face in this increasingly secular age. But we also need to note that this story will arrive in its own way at every religious school, college, university, and seminary. There will be no place to hide our convictions. I'm Albert Motler. This
4: townhall.com commentary is brought to you by the Salem Radio.
3: Welcome back, everybody, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we're here talking about cars and car repair, and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Auto Repair has been in Phoenix since 1967. I think he's the oldest shop I have on my list. Larry Harker's is a trusted name. They're at 38th Avenue and Indian School. They have a huge geographical area that circles them that I'm unable to find any shop that's even comparable, even holds a candle to Larry Harker's Auto. They have fast, affordable services, and they are diagnosticians. Auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, check engine lights, ABS lights, traction control lights. They can handle all areas of auto repair on both foreign and domestic vehicles. So if you live anywhere near or work anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, may I suggest you try Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Joe, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, you had one more comment.
4: Well, I do I have a, actually my, my question was uh, that my mom has a 2004 uh, Chevy Cavalier and it was making a clicking sound, you know, uh, somewhere down below and it looked, you know, the air conditioning was involved. So, I kept hunting under hunting under there and I found the it air door actuator.
5: That's yeah. That,
4: that. Okay. Anyway, so I was able to trace the wire to that and I unplugged it, and of course, then the noise stopped. Now I plan on replacing it, but was that is that something for outside air or something? Because everything else seems to function. The air conditioning works fine. The heat seems to work fine. It comes out of the, you know, the registers the way it should. But, it, what does that do?
3: Um, well, it depends on which door you unplugged. The uh-huh. blend door it gives you either hot or cold or both. Okay. But then we have another door that opens and closes that gives you dashboard, windshield, center vent, or floor vents. Huh. So we have both. Let me tell you, there's a reset program for that. And before you start digging into it, you need to reset it. So what you're going to do is you're going to disconnect the battery and take the negative cable off and let it sit for, I don't know, an hour. If you really want to do it right, you take both the cables off and you touch the two cables together so you're discharging all the capacitors. Then, Then positive goes on first, negative goes on second. Um, and, and in the process, when the battery's disconnected, go ahead and plug that thing back in. So then, plug the battery back in, turn the key on, and walk away from it for a while. Okay. And if it if it when it, if it's still clicking when you come back, then yeah, you're gonna have to go in there and find out what's broken. But a lot of times the computer just wants the door to open and find this this opening, then it's gonna close it and find this opening. It wants to it's watching the electrical continuity of the of the motor. Uh-huh. So when the motor hits a stop, then the electrical the amp draw goes up. The computer goes, oh, that stop. Then it sw- says, hey, go the other way, door, and the other door goes the other way, and then all of a sudden it hits that stop, and the amp draw goes up, and it goes, boom, I got the two parameters. I know exactly what I'm doing at this point, okay, so that's so what it's happens.
4: It's pull the negative off, and then if I want to be real, pull them off and then touch them together, the, the positive the c- and negative cables?
3: Cables, not the battery, but the cables, after they've been disconnected. You yeah, just okay. touch them together, there'll be no spark. You'll discharge now, the capacitors, and then you are let it sit.
4: And that's what that uh, plastic ear-clicking noise is? That's yes,
3: a, underneath it. the dash, center of the dash, right? Or behind the glove box, one Actually, or the it's, other.
4: It's behind the glove box. Can I okay. say one other thing about one of your shots? Sure. Okay, sure. Uh, I went to a quality transmission. I'm going to out them here. They, uh, I, my transmission was leaking badly in my 65. Uh, it had been rebuilt four or five years ago, maybe five or six years ago anyway. They took it down. I knew they were going to have to remove the thing. It leaked in so many places that I knew they had to take it down. So they took it down. They opened it up. When they repaired it before, they had done the frontward gears but not the reverse or anything else. Whoever had done it before at, at, that had charged me, and I know who did it, and I'm not going to say them, but um, okay. they, they didn't do that part. They just skipped it. They said, you know, And so what was nice about it is he had a 66 sitting there that they were doing a rebuild on. When I got done, he took me back, and he went right through the transmission process with me, right in front of my face there. And uh, if anyone needs a transmission shop, they really ought to go
3: there. Really okay. Busy. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Right. <laughs> thank you. All right. Al, good morning, buddy. What can we do for you this morning, Al? All right. Let's go to Wes. Wes, how are you today? What can we do for you?
1: Hi. I just have a quick question.
3: I have, okay. a, two,
1: I have a 2005 town and country. It's only got about 65,000 miles on it. It runs absolutely perfect. But once in a while, not very often, when we fill the gas tank and then we go to pull out in the traffic, it dies. So it got me worried that it could be uh, cause an accident.
3: It's, um, it's your wife's fault.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's throwing up the car, you or her? Her. Okay. Like I said, it's your wife's fault. I bet she's a clicker. So oh, I- click one. She's a clicker. So it, the gas nozzle clicks once, and then she'll go click, click, click a couple more times, and then she'll try to round it off. And if she's 80 cents away from the next dollar, she'll go ahead and put that other 80 cents in there. Uh-huh. I don't think and she does
1: that. But anyway, uh,
3: okay. Well, we're going to blame her anyway. Um, <laughs> here's, here's what I want you to do. I think what's going on here is, is we're flooding the gas tank, and I think that the very first time you start it up, we're pulling a little bit of, instead of gasoline vapor, we're pulling liquid because it's too full. So I want you just to stick the nozzle in. I don't want you to go full blast. I want you to go, there's three settings. Go to the middle setting, and after it clicks, I want you just to round it off a nickel or something like that. I don't want you to stuff the tank, and I want you to stop when it's at the first click or to the next nickel, not the next dollar. I think when that happens, I think that problem will go away. It's not anything I can fix, because I think we're just stuffing too much fuel in the tank. Now I and, asked her and if I, she does that. She said that she just stops
1: when it um, when it clicks.
3: Okay. And then mem- remember, I said I want you to go to the medium speed as a spo- as a se- as opposed to the full speed. Okay. Middle. So speed. just go to the middle cl- middle middle speed of the of the fueling system. Because sometimes when we pump it in really fast, then the first click is already too full okay so you just slow down on the pump or you look at the gauge and when it hits 7h you tell her honey pull the nozzle and i want to know how the heck you get your wife to pump your gas when you're in the car but that's a, a, a subject for a different to show <laughs> we have but, two cars <laughs> oh, okay 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 so one other thing
1: um, okay and it this didn't did not happen and, and again it it only happens once in a great while on the on the dying or or there when you step on the gas there's just no power um the, we got a message on the engine light, and okay. um, it said EGR sensor position is high. But, but that, that sensor did not come on the last time the engine did that. that got okay. On.
3: Well, the, the EGR sensor high is just the, EG, it's, it's the EGR position sensor, and it tells the computer whether the EGR is open or not. So if the computer commands the EGR to close and it doesn't close, then you're going to get that code. But it's, it, it, 90% of the time, it's not the sensor or the EGR. It's oh. a piece of dirt or carbon underneath the, the seat of it that holds it open, and the computer goes, I told you to close. And the the EGR says, I think I am. And the computer says, no, you're not. Well, unbeknownst to both of them, there's this little piece of rock. Who drives that car, you or her?
1: Uh, she
5: does.
3: Okay. You need to take that car away from her for just a, a, a morning, maybe tomorrow morning. And when you turn right to get on the freeway on the entrance ramp on Sunday morning when there's no cars anywhere to be found, I want you to nail that thing to the floor, and I don't want you to let go of the throttle until you hit the bottom of the ramp. And then look behind you. And if you lay down a cloud of dust, then I need you to do it until you stop doing that. We're decarbonizing the engine, and we're just going to let the transmission shift us on a high RPM each time. So I think if you go drive that, you'll find out that it's pretty carboned up. And I think if we could just kind of just rattle some of that carbon out the tailpipe, we'll be okay. That's how I would. That's how I would approach it. All righty? I got to run, though. Thank you, Wes. And, Randy, you stay there because you're my next car, but I got to take a break in about 10 seconds. So anybody else, 602-508-0960. Randy's first. We have four more lines available, 602-508-0960.
8: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A+ rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. Them. They offer a 2-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, that's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com.
10: The Arizona Chamber of Commerce and Industry and AM 960 The Patriot have your front row seat to hear from prominent leaders across the United States who are considering a run for the White House. This is Arizona Chamber President and CEO Glenn Hammer inviting you to join us Wednesday, March 25th when AM 960 The Patriot's own Hugh Hewitt MCs our Leadership Series Luncheon with Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. The buzz around Governor Walker's potential White House run is building. This is your chance to hear directly from the governor about his record in Wisconsin and his vision for America. This special event will take place March 25th at noon at the Sheridan in downtown Phoenix. Purchase tickets online at azchamber.com. That's azchamber.com. But hurry, tickets are going fast. Kicking things off will be Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. That's Walker, Ducey, and Hewitt together on March 25th at noon at the Sheridan in downtown Phoenix. Get your tickets today at azchamber.com. That's azchamber.com.
7: It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt.
2: And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Plura unum, and God We Trust in Liberty. The three things that set the United States apart.
7: It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional.
2: There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do.
7: When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it.
2: Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. All about
7: that demon, all the more. Old-
3: I-17 in Bell is a place that I think you ought to visit. Kurt Auto Repair. The reason why Kurt's on our list is because he's a good guy and because he does really good work and because he hasn't ever had a complaint. He, didn't, he, he hasn't had a complaint at all. And as a matter of fact, I know that he's one of the finalists for this year's Better Business Bureau Ethics Award in that category. In, in uh, I think it's 10 to 20 employees or something like that. The bottom line is is that Kurt's a good guy. I-17 and Bell. He does gas and diesel. He has ASC certified technicians. The other day he was on the show when we were talking about wheels, uh, wheel sensors, and he came up with a hypothesis that I had never thought of before. He said if the wheel bearing's bad, then the wheel sensor won't read right. And he's absolutely right. So there's two things about that. Number one, Kurt's a smart son of a gun, and he's smarter than me sometimes. And number two, two heads are better than one. So Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell, the northeast corner. Hey, Randy, how are you, buddy? What can we do for you? I got a a
1: quick comment and one question for you. Okay. A comment goes along the lines of the previous callers in that I just took my 2014 Dodge Ram Hemi in for 30,000 miles service, and you would not believe the extras that they wanted to charge me. (laughs)
3: You think that this is, thank you for saying that. First of all, thank you for saying that. Because sometimes people look at me like I'm crazy. So when somebody else verifies what I say is happening, just give me an example. What What were some of those things that they wanted to sell you?
1: Okay, first of all, I needed to do a um, fuel system flush, a radiator flush, a diff fluid change. Um, and the best thing that caught my attention was what they call a hemi-tune which requires me at 30,000 miles, they said, to replace all the spark plugs. All
3: right. Can I go through that list real quick for you? I think your coolant's 100,000 miles.
1: Yeah, it is.
3: Okay. Um, the spark plugs were 100,000 miles. Uh, yep. I'm sure they're 100,000 miles. And that that, that upper engine cleaner, um, here's what you do. You look them in the eye and you say, hey there, son, with three whiskers. What symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix with that fancy, dancy, top-end engine cleaner? How much do they want for that? Do you remember? They, uh,
1: the only thing he quoted, uh, it was like around 100 $120. Bucks.
3: Exactly. And you know what the profit margin on is on those, those mechanics in the bottle? It's huge. Percent. But here's the deal. They are necessary with the right symptoms. So if you come into my shop, I have that. But you're going to say, I think that 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 da, da and I go, you know what? Let's put a can of this in it, and here's the question. The question is, is better, worse, or the same? Because if it's better, then I know where to go. If it doesn't change it, then I know where not to go. And by the way, you pour the can in, and it costs you 20 bucks. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I know. So anyway, you're, you're, you're exactly right. That's happening a lot, and uh, and I'll tell you why is because cars are being made so good nowadays that we're uh, there's shops out there that are starving, and as a result, they've ratcheted up the marketing. So go ahead with your question.
1: And then uh, one final question is um, when are you going to be uh, test driving driving a Hellcat, and when can I go with you?
3: Um, I'll do better than that. I'll take you for a ride in a 10.8-second twin-turbo Corvette that has a top speed of 200 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, I heard you talk about that.
3: Yeah, I'm not afraid of a Hellcat, because the Hellcats are running um, mid-11s, 11.3, 11.4, 11.5, 11.6. But I want to tell you something. If if they weren't so doggone much money, I might buy one, because I love the, the Chrysler supercharged Hellcat, mm-hmm. but there's so many people in line in front of me, and... But I want to tell you something. I think that's going to be a really great car. I think that that's going to be very durable. And Dodge has made some significant improvements in creature comfort in all their cars, where in my opinion, Dodge was always just kind of a bare bones, plain Jane kind of creature comfort place. But they've changed a lot. So, I mean, if you look at that Longhorn interior of that new Dodge Ram truck, that's that makes the King's Ranch on the F-car side look like, uh, you know, plaid uh, plastic uh, seat covers. Right. So, but no, the Hellcat is, uh, you know what else? There's a Polaris Slingshot that's a three-wheeled uh, motorcycle, okay. and it has more more horsepower per pound than anything made in the world. That's, that's going to be... Playing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two-seater. <laughs> but it's supposed to be it's supposed to be king of the road. Wow. So, if you want to ride in that Corvette, call me. Um I'll I'll set it up and and we'll just go find some place that we can be stupid for about uh, a minute and a half. All righty? <laughs> All right, take care. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. I want to share with you something that uh a message I got, um, and this kind of speaks to the, what we're talking about today. Recently, my girlfriend took her car in for an oil change, and they told her her air filter was clogged with nearly quote five pounds of dirt. She called me; I told her to skip the air filter, and that I would change it. It turned out they never opened the filter housing. I could tell because the bolt hadn't been moved, and there was no dust disturbed. And it was nearly that when I pulled the air filter out, it was nearly new, only a bit of dust and a bug or two. I find that auto repair to be some kind of a crapshoot regarding honesty and fair pricing. I need repairs on my Nissan Frontier. I need a good shop. Can you guide me? Thank you very much, Kevin. Yes, I can guide you. Go to MarkSalem.com. All the shops on that list, I guarantee. If you have a problem with the shop, there is a dispute resolution process. You'll go to the Auto Advisory Committee, and then you may go to an arbitrator. arbitrator. If the final analysis tells the shop to give you money back or fix your car, and they don't, I will, up to $5,000. So I got transmissions covered. I got pretty much anything covered. So at $5,000, and you know what? I haven't never paid it in 20 years. I've had that promise going for almost 20 years. I've never paid a dime, and here's why. Every one of them was settled to either the customer's satisfaction, and we've had complaints, or to the Better Business Bureau's satisfaction that's an important consideration that's an important consideration all right we're going to take a break when we come back i'm going to tell you why bidding the repair on your car is so important how about this the same job 4000 3788 3, 3485 3100 and then the final bill on this car that started up at the $4000 range was $2900 So that might be of interest to you. If so, stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots' tweets that matter vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Mark Levin, Fox News, and Breitbart, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960thepatriot.
11: I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality transmission service getting
6: you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. In two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. So, what do you think of this Common Core teaching?
8: More like Common Core confusion. The math just doesn't make sense. I know. What were they thinking? If it's frustrating for us, just imagine the effect on our kids. I don't think I want to put my kids through that. You're taking them out of school? No, I'm putting them in a school that
0: makes sense. Say no to Common Core and yes to private Christian education and yes to half-off tuition. Starting this Monday, March 16th, 960 The Patriot will be offering half-off tuitions to top-notch private Christian schools all over the valley. Improve your child's grades, attitude, put them in a Christ-based learning environment with smaller class sizes and one-on-one attention. Don't miss your opportunity to save at a private Christian school. The sale starts Monday. For a full list of Valley Area schools, log on to 960thepatriot.com. No to Common Core, yes to half-off private Christian education. March 16th to 20th only. Visit 960thepatriot.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Got an iPhone, Blackberry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your App Store or log on to 960ThePatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot, where truth
7: matters. This is Albert Moeller for Townhall.com. The Roman Catholic Archbishop of the city of San Francisco has been discovered to be Roman Catholic. That's evidently huge news to people in San Francisco. Carol Pogash writes in the New York Times, The Archbishop has specified that teachers at four Bay Area Catholic high schools cannot publicly challenge the church's teachings that homosexual acts are contrary to natural law. The New York Times wants us to recoil in horror. How could it be that a Roman Catholic Archbishop would expect the Roman Catholic schools in his diocese to uphold Roman Catholic doctrine? The big story here is the fact that this story about a Roman Catholic Archbishop in San Francisco makes the pages of the New York Times thousands and thousands of miles away. That tells us something about the reality of the challenge we face in this increasingly secular age. But we also need to note that this story will arrive in its own way at every religious school, college, university, and seminary. There will be no place to hide our convictions. I'm Albert Mogler.
4: This TownHall.com commentary is brought to you by the Salem Radio.
7: Welcome
3: back, everybody, 46 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. The phone number is... 602-508-0960 if you have a comment or a question. I'm going to talk about pricing this segment, and I'm going to give you two examples. And, and I'm telling you, it's going to knock your socks off, because really and truly, it actually surprised me, unbelievably surprised me. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Tom over at Action Auto. Action Auto Repair is a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and the North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom and his team strive to provide the very best automotive service and repair experience possible. They have ASE master certified technicians, and they promise to get the job done right and to correct your symptoms. So they want to help you as car owners understand what they're doing, and they want you to be as involved in the repair as you want to, including if you want to watch them. They're happy with that. So Action Auto, northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto, northwest corner. I seventeen in Deer Valley. Those of you with a Prius, a Prius that may need a battery, um, you might want to pay attention. Guy lives in Alabama. His kids going to school here. He has an 06 Prius. He calls around in Alabama and he gets prices of four thousand and thirty eight hundred. Um, he calls around in Phoenix and gets prices of four thousand and thirty eight hundred. He calls me and asks me if I'll bid it. And I bid it for 3100 So he's got three bids in front of him, 4000 3800 and 3100 So at this point, I'm a little worried that my bid's wrong. So I have my wife bid the car and the battery. And she comes up with a local bid of $3,788. Let's call it 3800 which matches the other bid, and a $3,500 one, which is just between the $38 on the top and me on the bottom at $31. So I'm a little scared because there's a whole lot of difference between my bid and everybody else's bid. But you know what? You just uh, you got to dance with the girl you brought to the dance, and when you mess up, you you got to just suck it up, take it like a man, and if you have to. Lose money on the job, you do that and you learn your lessons. So the car came in. <laughs> oh man! So I had already given a detailed bid because he had the detailed bid. He knew what he needed. He knew he what he wanted me to bid, and I was impressed. So I gave him a hybrid battery assembly, and we had actually we had a towing bill for eighty nine dollars. Um, And then we did a a diagnostic, and that was 112. And then we replaced the battery. Here's where we found out the issue was. Everybody was bidding about five hours worth of labor. But in reality, all the books, and we have all the software they have, was only 2.8. Folks, that's almost half as much. So we're going to bid it at what the book time says, because that's what the book time says a good mechanic will take to do the job, 2.8 hours. We didn't bid it at five. Now, if, I, if you'll let me subtract the towing out, we actually came in at about 2850 So $2,850. Now, if you divide the $2,850, or call it 2900 I don't care, call it 2900 and you divide it by the highest bid is 4000 the difference is 24% discount. So we beat all those bids at, by 24%. And it's not just me, it's a lot of guys. The problem is, it's up to you to bid the work, and in order to bid the work, you have to know exactly what you're bidding. So you can't just say, they can't say to you, well, to put your front end together, it's $2,000. Because you're not going to be able to call me and say, how much does it cost to put my front end together? I need to know exactly what parts he's putting in, and I can figure the labor, and I need to know if he's got an alignment and if he's got diagnostic time. So you have to get a detailed estimate. Well this is a this is what we call a three banger. It's the battery, the labor and the diagnostics. That's it. Plus shop supplies and charges and stuff like that. So you got a Fort you have got you got a 06 Prius and you're looking at a $4,000 battery, a $3,800 battery, another $3,800 estimate, another $3,500 estimate and a $3,100 estimate. I'd be scared about the low one of you like you would be. I understand that. You just got to look them in the eye and say, "Hey, you can't call me and up this bid." You're a professional. I gave you three things to bid, the diagnostic, the battery, and the labor. OK, so that's that. Now, now let me tell you, <laughs> wow. Same thing, same thing. And we don't know this because the customer's bidding us. So the customer comes in and specifically tells us what they want us to look at. We're looking at the water pump, the tail shaft seal, the thermostat, and then the labor to, to replace all of that. And uh, and so we bid it uh, at $961.27, $961.27. They showed us a bid that they had received from someone else uh, in our geographical area for $1,259.80. So let's go through the one, two, three of this. Okay. My labor was 159 His labor was 216 The reason... that that is, is his labor rate is 142 an hour, and mine's 112. So I'm at at 159. He's at 216. So there's a big difference there. Here's something that surprised me. He beat me on his tail shaft seal by $10, and he beat me on his thermostat by $12. So my parts were more expensive than his, but my labor more than made it up, but my labor was less than his. Here's where the rubber meets the road. He has a $60 hazmat charge, and my environmental charge is $43. So there's another 17 bucks worth of stuff. Because the, uh, of the sales tax issue, and I don't know really why. He he's must be taxing his shop supplies, and I'm not. But my sales tax was $24.73, and his was $37.09 then he had a, an administration fee on there for $2.50 that <laughs> I got to tell you <laughs> I'd be asking what is that and I'd be challenging that cuz I mean come on how many how many ways are we going to figure out to nickel and dime you look at your phone bill look at your phone bill um the other day I was looking at a motorcycle I bought in 1999 and they had freight, they had three or four hundred dollars with the dock fee. they had administrative costs, they had all kinds of things on there. and today I know that I would have never paid that today. i would I don't pay those today. I don't pay them because if you want to sell me a motorcycle, then your dock fee should be fifty dollars or less. And the freight is already included in the motorcycle. That's the sticker price has the freight on it. so you're not going to do, and then set up. No, I'm not going to pay you four or five hundred dollars to set up my motorcycle. I'll take it in the crate. But in reality, they're all pre-set up, and all you have to do is uncrate them. So if you want thirty dollars for uncrating it, whatever, but not three or four hundred dollars to pretend like you reassembled my motorcycle when all you did is put the front tire and wheel on it. Those are the issues. You have to ask those kinds of questions. So I'm not the best guy in town. I can tell you that. I admit, I am not the best shop in town. There's other shops that I envy. There's other shops that I admire. There's other guys older than me. There's other guys better than me. There's other technicians that are better than some of them I've got. But all around, is there is a group of people in this valley that really do do a good job. And that is the list of shops that I've identified. You see, for every 10 shops that apply for position in my list, Less than one out of ten makes it. And oftentimes I have to turn down 20 or 30 before I find one good one. But it has to do with the level of expertise and really the owner's attitude towards the customer. Bob, good morning. What can we do for you, buddy?
5: Hi, Mark. I want to share an experience my son just had. He's a minor league baseball player, and he had to have his GMC truck shipped to Fort Myers you know, for spring training from Scottsdale. Uh-huh. So he called his you know, his agency that represents him and they said, Well call this company, this is a reputable outfit, it's who we use. He makes the appointment, they pick up his truck. The driver says, I need eleven hundred dollars cash before I'll take your truck. My son says, Well, I don't have eleven hundred dollars cash, it's seven o'clock at night. So the guy says, Okay, well I'll take it but I'll need eleven hundred bucks before I get it off the truck for you in Florida. So, okay. My son pays him in Florida the eleven hundred bucks, the truck got their fine, then A week later, he gets a call from his agency that they got a bill for $1,500 from the trucking company for shipping his truck. And my son says, well, I paid him $1,100. So his agency figured it out, but they didn't pay the company twice. And then his buddy, who lives in Gilbert, he had the same model truck shipped to Florida, and they quoted him a price of $700. But then when they got there, he had some golf clubs. And some suitcases in the back. It was a four-door pickup, and they said, "Oh, well, we need another three hundred dollars because we're liable for all that stuff if you put stuff in the back of your truck."
3: This is nine hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, it. He, he, the answer, Joe, is or Bob. It's Bob. I'm sorry. The answer is is that it's not as good as it used to be and there's a lot of people out there that have fancy boats and fancy trucks and they're spending their money on stupid stuff instead of paying expenses. So our industry, our repair industry, and this kind of industry in general, there's a lot of people out there hurting. So they're going to take advantage of people because they need the income stream to keep the doors open and to pay for their nice big Ford truck and their big huge cigarette boat and all that other stuff that they bought with stupid money. And now that we're at the beginning, and this is the worst time of year, and I'll tell you why. If this is tax time, so you got somebody who opened up their shop for in 2014 and they didn't pay any estimated taxes on a quarterly basis. So come April they got to pay all their taxes for last year plus their first quarter this year. Well, they've already bought their boat and all their already bought their their quads and their their razors and their polaris's and all that stuff. So come April 15th they're in trouble. So this is the time of year that we see this happen all the time. So it's just because um, of bad business people but your son did a good job in documenting all of that, and, of course, a deal's a deal. I would have said to him, I'm not going to pay you $300 because you can't make stuff up after we have already have an agreement. An agreement is a meeting of the minds. A contract is a meeting of the minds. It was $700. You said $700. I said okay. It wasn't $900. And if he insisted, I'd either write him a check and stop payment on it, or if he, if I had to pay with a credit card, I'd just dispute the credit card not too long ago i had a shop that had a customer dispute the credit card i was involved in that because it was an ugly situation but at the end of the day visa said no there's no harm no foul here the the, the, the customers wrong the expectations are wrong you, you that's not what you said they have they have everything written down they have everything documented so they let the, the ticket go on the same hand i had a, another dispute in a shop of one of mine, and the shop says, no, we're wrong. So we're going to let that dispute go through. So Visa, you return that money to your customer. And then the shop negotiated another deal with the customer, and the shop sent him a check. So they wanted to split that amount, but Master Charge and Visa won't let them. Thank you for calling, Bob. Thank you for that story. It's, uh, the phones or lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. If you want to talk about cars or an experience you had or share it with us, then you can do that as well, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT, every Saturday from 10 to noon. We're right here.